Welcome back to another episode of the Pint-Sized Podcast. I'm Kelly Wise, web developer and below-average cook. Hey, that's on my Twitter profile, so it must be true. And I'm here to answer your questions about WordPress and websites. So this episode is going to be in the format of a list post. A list podcast? Well, uh, either one. So we all know that listicles are our favorites. Um, and this is actually a from a blogging challenge prompt for a blogging challenge that I'm participating in. And the question, question I'm answering today fits in nicely with the whole list post format. So today we are going to be answering a listener's question. I almost called it a reader again. Um, so so I'm going to ask my executive producer, Sunny, what is our question for this episode? And Sunny? Oh, sorry, Sunny's off chasing a, a wee bit of reflected sunlight on the wall. So I'm going to have to just read this question myself. Um, and I'm going to apologize in advance. The executive producers have decided that this is playtime. And you might hear some crashing sounds in the background. Um, so today's question from a listener uh, who decided not to leave their name is... I was recently having problems with my website. Uh, nothing would update and I couldn't save posts. And so I just paid to have somebody fix the issue. What sorts of things should I be doing to keep my WordPress website running smoothly and save me from hiring someone like you in the future? Well, I'm, I'm sad that you wouldn't be able to hire me in the future. I'd like to work with you, but that's okay. Cause I'd really rather that, you know, you could take care of your website yourself keep things running very nice and smooth. Um, and it's really, it's a really timely question too, because this has been repair week for me. I've cleaned up a hacked website and repaired a website that was acting up and that's occupied, you know, the better majority of a full work day and it's only Tuesday. So it's been, it's been repair week in pint sized land this week. So in this episode, I'm going to give you my five tasks for keeping your WordPress website running smoothly. See, I told you it was going to be a list post. So <clears throat> some of the things I tell you today are things that I've said in the past. Okay. I'm like your dentist. I'm going to be always nagging you to floss, you know, sorry, but um, there are also other things that you can do that you don't do as often. Um, and they're more preventive. You know, it's sort of like going to the dentist twice a year for cleaning and, and x-rays, right? It's not something you're going to do every day or every week, uh, but it does need to be done on a regular basis. So let's get into my five tasks that you can do to keep your WordPress website running smoothly. Task number one, backups. And I, I say this all the time. I swear I'm just going to get a t-shirt made for this year's word camp that just says backup, backup, backup. The, the best thing you can do for your website is to back it up. That way it doesn't matter what else goes wrong. You can always, you know, come back to your backup and you should be doing this on a regular basis. So what do I mean by regular and how regular is that? Well, it, it depends on how much you update your website. If you post blog posts daily, you could and should probably be doing daily backups. 
That way you don't lose as much work if you're, if something were to happen. You know, if you're a, a big blog like, say, you know, Huffington Post or, or something like that, you're probably doing backups like multiple times an hour. They're just continually backing it up, right? But you're a small business, right? You're not out there blogging 17 times a day. You probably only blog, you know, once a week. And if you're doing that, I mean, seriously, we all have like jobs to do, right? So if your site is largely static, which means, you know, you're not really backing up like every day, but maybe once a week or once a month, then you should be doing at least monthly backups. Even if your site, if you never blog, you should be doing at least monthly backups. And, you know, the reason is that if your site gets hacked, you you have a backup that you can back up to that's clean, right? And the beautiful thing about backups is there are plugins that will do this. And not only will they do it, but they will allow you to schedule the backups. So, you know, you don't ha- you can go away on vacation and not have to think to yourself, oh, I forgot to back up my website this week. So, you know, for my average, you know, they blog once a week, small business, you know, that's my typical customer. I usually schedule a weekly database backup and either a monthly or a bi-weekly full backup, depending on their business and what I think they're going to need. So what's the difference between a database backup and a full backup? Well, <clears throat> the text in your posts and pages and the links Um, they're all stored in your database along with plugin settings and your WordPress settings. So that needs to be backed up whenever you make edits to a post or you post something new. Now a full backup includes not just your database backup, but it also includes all of WordPress files, all of your theme files and all of your plugin files and all of your uploads, all of your photos and everything else. So if your site isn't changing much, then you don't probably need to do a full backup every week. Um, And that's, that's why I recommend, you know, uh, the weekly database backup and at least a monthly or bi-weekly full backup. Um, One other thing I would suggest you do is a full backup before you do any major changes to your site. If you're going to do um, adding new themes or new plugins um, or adding a ton of new content um, or a lot of big updates, then I would say go ahead and do the full backup before you do all of that. And then once it's done, go ahead and make another backup after you've done it. I know it sounds crazy to do two backups, but it's a one button click. So it doesn't actually cost you much in the you know, realm of time. But this way, if something were to go wrong in all of your um, updates, um, you at least have the backup before. And then the reason you do the backup afterwards is so that you don't end up, you know, if your site crashed the next day, you don't lose all the work you just did. All right. The other thing I will tell you is to save several of your backups. You don't have to squirrel away every single backup that you've ever made since your site went live in 2009. All right, you just don't. Um, But I do keep several months worth of backups on a hard drive and I go in and and, um, clean those up as we start adding new ones. 
And the reason is, well, that site that was exploited that I mentioned earlier, um, I had to go back to backups to know for sure that I had a clean copy of the website to refer to. So that when I went in and cleaned up the exploits, I was making sure that I wasn't just recopying um, exploited files. Okay, so that's task number one. And again, I'm going to get the shirt that says backup, backup, backup. On the other side of that shirt, it's going to have task number two, and that's update it, update it, update it. Keep your website updated. WordPress is software, and it needs to be updated on a regular basis. And I simply cannot say it enough to keep it updated. I know you've got things working just the way you like them, and I know you're worried that the updates are going to go in and break something, but do it anyway. All right, I'm going to misquote Frank Herbert from Dune here, but I must not fear. Fear is the website killer. Fear is the little death that brings hackers and spam bots. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will click the update button. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only a clean and happy website will remain. All right. Totally, you know, I'm, I apologize to Frank Herbert's entire bloodline for mis, miswriting that. But you get, the up, you get the point. Don't be afraid of the updates. The problem with keeping it at a point that you know everything works and never updating it because you're afraid it's going to break is that at some point it's going to break or somebody is going to find an, a, a security vulnerability in there and they're going to hack the website and then it's really going to be broken. So go ahead and update that sucker. Now, how often? At least weekly. You know, you should log into your website every week and, and do the backups and check for updates and do the updates. And I would do it more often if there's been a big security update rollout. Um, or if they have found a vulnerability in a particular WordPress or theme or plugin. It's likely that um, if WordPress has had a big update, you know, a big version update, say from 4.5 to 4.6, or from version 3 to version 4, that a lot of plugins are going to be updating over the next few days after that. And so you're going to want to go in, you know, more often after a big update and make sure that everything keeps getting updated, your plugins and your themes. So at least once a week, get in there and update your site. Now, task number three is clean house, right? The, my, my mother's favorite thing to do every spring was to make me spend an entire Saturday and Sunday in the spring with a mop bucket and a scrub rag, and we cleaned house. We spring cleaned. Every, every now and then, I want you to go in and spring clean your website. Have you got a whole bunch of unused plugins? Delete them. Just you don't need to squirrel them away, right? If they are being maintained by the developer, they'll always be around for you to reinstall them later. So if you're not using them, delete them. And the same goes for themes with one exception. If you've got a whole bunch of themes you're not using, get rid of them. That one exception is I want you to keep at least one default WordPress theme installed. I like to keep the latest, which as I'm recording this is 2016. Now, keeping, 20, keeping one of the default WordPress themes, and preferably one of the later ones, 
Uh, this is going to serve two purposes. The first one is if anything happens to your current theme, if say a file were to get corrupted and the theme no longer worked, um, then normally if there weren't that default theme, your site would just throw up this big error that says there's no content to display or it would just go wonky. If your, if your activated theme is damaged or missing, WordPress will automatically switch the, to the default. And it might look a little weird, but at least your website will be visible. The other reason is if you've ever had to troubleshoot a WordPress or plugin issue, if you're having conflicts or you're not sure if it's your hosting or if it's WordPress or if it's a plugin or it's a theme, most developers will tell you to deactivate all of your plugins and you know, go in and activate the default theme. That will tell them if it's a WordPress problem because WordPress will work with its default theme. Most plugins should also work unless they're theme dependent, right? If you've got Genesis or Genesis or WooCommerce dependent plugins, generally every, every plugin out there should work with the WordPress default theme. That's why you always want to keep your current active theme and one of the WordPress default themes. And if your work, if your active theme is one of the WordPress default themes, then it wouldn't hurt to maybe keep the another one of the WordPress default themes never hurts. But other than that, you know, get rid of all of those extra themes, right? It's just more stuff that you have to maintain, keep an eye on. It's more stuff that gives hackers an opportunity to exploit your site. Now, how often should you do this? Well, right after your website goes live is a really good time. And the reason I say that is because most people, when they're first developing their website, audition a bunch of themes and a bunch of plugins. So they have installed all kinds of stuff, testing things out to see what works, what looks best. Then once they finalized it and everything goes live, they pop open a cold beverage and kick back and relax and celebrate. The problem is they usually walk away leaving all of those old plugins they're not going to use and all of those themes they're not going to use. And they're all just cluttering the place up. All right. So right after you've launched your site, go in and clean out all of the stuff that you ended up not using. Beyond that, I would recommend that about twice a year you go in recheck your themes and plugins because you may have played with new functionality during the year and clean out anything that's um, unused. Just get rid of them. Okay. So task number four is I want you to log into your website and make sure that your backups are running and that your security plugin is doing its job. Right. You can't just add a backup plugin, set the schedule and walk away, right? Things happen. Scheduled backups quit running or something goes awry and the backups aren't completing. You won't know this unless you check. So do that. Most backup plugins are going to let you know the last time the backup ran and whether or not the backup completed successfully. Some of them will even give you an error an error log to tell you what went wrong during the backup. 
So, and sometimes things go on with your host where they're making changes in their servers for security or efficiency or whatever, and suddenly your backup plugin needs to have a little tweak done so that the backups will complete. So go in and double check that. And the same is true of your security plugins. Now I use iTheme Security Pro, and I know a lot of you use WordFence, and that's cool. But one thing you need to do is go in and check to see if your security plugin is actually doing its job, right? I check the security logs at least once a week. And all this, the websites out there that if, if somebody has been trying to brute force my uh, website, they go on the list of banned sites, right? It also lets me see if there's an unusual amount of attempts to break into the site. Because some sites, you know, things get pretty quiet and then all of a sudden there's a big uptick, right? It also lets me make adjustments if I need. If I'm seeing a lot of people trying to uh, make, trying to log in, in some respect, I can go in and change the settings so that the lockout time gets longer, whatever. But you can also go in and check to see how many times the backup or the security plugin has protected the site. So you need to go in and check that. It'll also let you know if the hosting company has an issue on their end, right? You remember that exploited site I mentioned at the top of the episode? That exploit wasn't the client's fault, right? It was the hosting company's fault. The client had hired me to maintain their website. So I installed my backup and security plugins and I did some general cleanup. As I go in and monitor the site every week, I noticed that a bunch of the IPs that were on the banned users list were actually getting through and continuing to attack the site. Now, on that banned users list, once you're added to it, you shouldn't actually be able to see the website, let alone try to attack it. So I spent several hours on the phone with the hosting company and a couple dozen emails over the period of a couple of weeks trying to explain to them that it was their problem and that I had websites on other servers in their company where this was all working properly and that for some reason their servers were ignoring the HT access rules that would make that would deny access to these banned users right it just in that two weeks time simply wasn't, you know, they couldn't get the problem fixed. And in that two weeks time, somebody managed to hack the website. It wasn't a big hack. They, they dumped some um, uh, scripts in there that didn't belong. So the end result though, was that I spent the better part of a day cleaning the mess up. And they had finally figured out what their problem was on their end and they fixed it. So if I had just gone in and if I got an email from them saying, hey, the site's been exploited, gone in and done all of this work, a better part of a day's worth of work to clean up the site and, you know, told them, hey, everything looks great, the hackers would have still been able to have access and would have exploited the site again. It wasn't until I actually saw that their servers were ignoring the deny rules that we could go in and fix the root source of the problem. So if I hadn't been monitoring the security plugin, I would have ended up repeating all of that work all over again. 
Now, how often should you monitor your backup and security plugins? Every week. When you log in to do your updates, go in and check that your backups have run and make sure that your security plugin is doing its job. And if you are doing backups, make sure that they are being, the backup files are being sent to either your remote location or that you're downloading them, right? Now, if there've been big updates in WordPress or there's been an exploit found in a particular plugin or theme, I would suggest that you go in and check your security plugin and make adjustments um, more often than once a week, but at least once a week to get in there and keep an eye on stuff. All right. Now, task number five is audit and replace old plugins or themes and themes, right? Now, this is one that even I'm guilty of neglecting a little bit. Um, so what do I mean by audit and replace old plugins and themes? Well, plugins and themes, especially the free versions on the WordPress repository, they often are uh, abandoned by their developer. The developer has moved on to bigger projects or you know they've gotten out of the business or they've gotten a job somewhere else, right? Or perhaps a particular plugin or theme, they found a big security hole. Now, for example, you know, if your slider plugin is the old revolution slider, the old free one from the WordPress repo, um, or if your theme is an old theme and it's still using the old Tim Thumb code in it, it's a security breach waiting to happen. There are security vulnerabilities in those two things that hackers know about and they're looking specifically, they are looking for those files. So other times though, the plugin just gets so far out of date that it doesn't really work all that well with new WordPress updates. So if a plugin or a theme has, you know, gotten out of date, nobody's made any updates to it, nobody is maintaining it, um, you can end up with a plugin or a theme that is either a security risk or it's just going to break your website. So there, there are just loads of plugins out there and loads of themes that are ready for the scrap heap, all right? So take a look at the details of your plugins. On your plugin list, you can actually see the details, view details, and it'll tell you how long ago it was last updated. And when was the last time it was updated? If it was five years ago, it's likely time to find a newer replacement for it. Somebody has probably written another plugin that does the same thing, only it does it perhaps better and works more cleanly with new versions of WordPress. So you might have to tweak your site a little bit and you might have to change out some short codes, but your site is going to be more secure and it's going to work more smoothly. So go in and take a look at your old plugins and get rid of anything that's old and replace it with a newer one that does pretty much the same features, right? Another thing to look for in that big list of plugins you have installed, and for some of you, I know that list is ginormous, right? Do you have more than one plugin that's doing the same task? Okay, I've seen sites with multiple slider plugins installed and active, right? It's one thing if the plugin is installed but it isn't active. It's when you've activated two slider plugins at the same time. Now, when you first did it, they may have sort of worked together. Okay. 
or you may not have seen that they weren't working together, but they sort of, you know, your website kind of ran and you had two plugins going. After a couple of updates though, those two plugins, they don't work so well and now they're causing conflicts. And I've seen that happen. I've also seen a site with either too many backup plugins, too many shortcode plugins, too many tiny MCE plugins. These are all things that um, these, these plugins are trying to do the same thing at the same time. And what happens then is that they're all going after the same resources and it can cause what's called plugin conflicts. A lot of times this happens when you have multiple people who maintain the website. A new, you get a new staff member and he logs in and installs his favorite slider plugin, ignoring the fact that you've already got a slider plugin installed. And things break. But sometimes they break in fairly subtle ways. We've all heard about the, the legendary white screen of death, right? Where your website turns white with like an error code splashed across the top. A lot of times plug-in conflicts don't cause anything quite that dramatic, right? The white screen of death is a pretty obvious sign that something is wrong. More subtle signs are when the plugins start causing goofy problems, like they'll interfere with your updates, or you won't be able to access the admin area of the website, or you'll start to see weird code inserted into the pages, or it'll start moving page elements around on the website. These things aren't as obvious or as plain as a white screen, the white screen of death, um, but don't be fooled, they're just as bad. Um, that's basically WordPress is teetering on the edge of the brink and it's about to tip over into the giant rock quarry below. How many more metaphors can I throw in here, right? So you don't want plugins, multiple plugins that do the same function. If you need a slider, pick a slider and use it in multiple places. Don't pick multiple sliders and use them on your theme, okay? So how often should you audit your site for old plugins and themes? I recommend at least once a year, but probably twice. Okay. So you want to do this, put it on your calendar, these sort of annual audit things where you go in and check your website for old plugins, or you look for um, stuff that's uh, you know, deleting old stuff that you're not using. Put it on your calendar, put it on there for the week before your birthday. Right? That way you give yourself the birthday gift of a happy and clean website. Right? And since it's likely been a long time since you did some of these tasks, and you may never have done some of these tasks, I'm going to challenge you to log on to your website today and complete all five. They don't take that long. They really don't. This is not like devoting an entire day to doing this but I want you to go in and do those five tasks, but make sure you back up your site before you do it though, right? Then let me know how it goes for you. I'd love to hear what you managed to get rid of, right? Say your oldest or most out of date theme or plugin that you got rid of. Did you actually have a copy of Kubrick in your theme files? I want to know because that is like crazy old school WordPress right there. Okay. So, <clears throat> 
that's all for this episode. And for the listener who sent in that question, thank you so much for your question. And I hope that that helps. And I hope that helps keep your website running uh, very fine and happily. And you never have to call me for web website help. And for you listening, I want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions or any comments, uh, be sure to visit the website at pintsizesites.com slash podcast, um, where if there are any links, I'll have them in there. Um, you'll also find any show notes and you can find earlier episodes too. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to have you pop on over to iTunes or Stitcher or your podcast service of choice and leave a review. Hey, five stars would be awesome, but no pressure, right? Just be honest. But leaving a review makes the podcast more visible and makes it easier for other people to find out and get some knowledge from this podcast. Now, if you have a question you would like answered, go to pintsizedsites.com and look in the top menu for Ask a Question. And there is a handy dandy contact form there. Just fill out the form and leave your name if you feel like you want to leave your name. And click submit and I will look for an answer to your question in a future episode. Again, thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Kelly Wise and you've been listening to the Pint Sized Podcast. Website and WordPress help for small business.